Welcome to episode 68 of the Own Your Eating podcast. I know it's been a little while since you've heard from us and we're looking to bring things back so that we can give you some awesome content once a week and we'd love to hear from you guys what you want to hear about. So shoot us an email on contact at ownyoureating.com or hit us up on any of our social media channels. Let us know what it is that you want to hear about and we'll start putting some awesome audio content together for you guys. But first, I have a really fun episode for you here as I interviewed Jason on his experience at the CrossFit Games 2019. So listen in as we catch up over our morning coffee. We talk about the after party, uh, what it was like judging at the games, how Jason managed to stay on track and Hit a workout pretty much every day, I think, and then survive off of uh, Whole Foods and just a mini fridge in his hotel room. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun catching up, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you have any questions or uh, comments, please shoot us an email. Let us know what you liked, didn't like, and all that good stuff so that we can keep providing you with the awesome content that you enjoy so much. So here you go, episode 68. All right, we're here, Roz and I. This is an unusual podcast because we're doing a joint venture. Yeah. We're doing an Own Your Eating podcast as well as Best Hour of Their Day I'll give the quick rundown, and then you'll take over. Roz is the boss, much like in our household, for this, <laughs> for this podcast. But I got home. It's, we're recording this on Tuesday, August 6th. I'll try to get it up this week for both shows. And, you know, we're catching up. It's a busy week at the games. We, we touch base just about every day. Yeah, I think we touch base just to say, hey, you know, how's your day? You're doing okay. You're surviving. But we certainly never really get into details of, everything that's been happening in our lives so we were just catching up as I was making breakfast and I was like we should do a podcast I think people want to want to hear some of the stories you've come back with from the games right I'm dishing the dirt on (laughs) that's a lot of dirt (laughs) what's going on in the judges room I'm dishing the dirt on what's going out on the floor we're talking about nutrition so we're like hey this is really relative and relevant for both both shows that we do our nutrition podcast for owner eating and of course Best hour of the day, we're going to talk about, you know, all the stuff that goes into judging in the 2019 CrossFit Games. I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, I was going to say, so I think you're the, you're the interviewee this time around. I'll take it. I'm going to have some of my, you know, it's 10.30. I got home at about 12. You know, by the time I actually got into bed, it was late. I slept in, so I'm trying to get my life in order right now. Uh, missed a phone call with Fern, <laughs> which was probably not the smartest to try. First of all, Fern. Don't, don't piss off your business partner. This is rule number one of <laughs> business partnership. No, Fern <laughs> spent his day recovering yesterday from the party. Well, I was going to say, why was Fern recovering? Well, is that your first question? Yeah, let's jump in. Tell us, nobody cares about us. We want to hear about the after party. What went down? <laughs> well, I can't give you all the dirt of what went down at the after but party. It, but it's a pretty nice party, right? They, I mean, CrossFit really celebrates all the work you guys have done for the whole week, right? 
Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure who gets invited to this after party, but it's typically the level one staff, regardless of your role at the CrossFit Games. Right. So obviously all the judges, but there's a level one training booth where people like Ray Regno, uh, Josh Everett. Is Mel that? Uh, Mel, yeah, Mel, Melody Feldman was working. So they were all at the party, maybe some other... So there's positions that are called black shirts at the Games, and those are the people you'll see with, you know, collared black shirts and walkie-talkies on. Oh, yeah, yeah. So many of them are on staff and, and are invited to this party. The athletes are there. You know, Vellner showed up. Uh, Jason Carroll showed up. Matt's client from North Naples CrossFit. Oh, cool. So I, I you know, talked to him about Matt a little bit. I forgot to tell Matt about that. Um, but it's, it's pretty intimate. And every year they throw that for us. There's food. It's an open bar. And then it leads into the bigger party. And I'm not sure who, how or who was invited used, to that. It used to be Fit Aid who did that party. No, right? so Fit Aid had a party at a club. Oh. I didn't go to that party. No? That was like you had to Uber somewhere. And That's for like the 20 year olds. <laughs> yeah, Alec, my buddy from staff, who, who I spent a lot of time with this week, he, he, went, <laughs> he went to it. I love how you're like, you have to Uber somewhere. It's like, if you have to get in a motor transport to go to a party, it's not happening. Not for me, at least. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I never even made it downstairs to the big party. I hope that was too far to go. No, just, you know, <laughs> as, as the upstairs party was wrapping up, people were coming up and down the stairs and being like, wow, it's so loud down there. I was like, loud? <laughs> I'm going back to bed. I almost didn't go to the party, to be honest. I was in bed when you called me, right? Yeah, we yeah, were FaceTiming. We, we, yeah. we were FaceTiming. I showered. Oh, no. Like, That's a bad move. Yeah. Once you're clean, you don't like to go outdoors. <laughs> you're giving away my secrets. But yeah, I didn't, I was going to lay down and then Alec texts me. He's like, let's walk. I'm walking over. And I was like, all right, I'll walk over. Cause I knew if I didn't go over, I was going to get just shit from everybody. Yeah. Right, so I, rightly so. So I went over, had two drinks, which is probably more than I've drank in the last year and had a little bit like for me, honestly, I was like, okay. I feel those two drinks. You don't want to get too wasted in front of your colleagues. Yeah. Say something stupid. Um, and I went back around 11 maybe. Nice. You know, had some snacks and was lights out by 12. <laughs> Good night. Nice. That sounds fun. So so why was – let's talk about then. So why is uh, the week at the game so exhausting? Because it was funny. I remember one day you had told me, like you text me one night. You're like, oh – I gotta go to bed. We've got um, we've got a five a.m. start tomorrow, and then, but then the, the events weren't starting till like eleven or something. So I was like, "What's what are you doing from five a.m.?" So give us a little more insight for all the people who think it's super cool being out on the floor with the athletes in the in the spotlight. What exactly are you doing? Well, it is place? super cool being out on the floor. So I'm not gonna deny that. I think. Well, and I said, you know, I have to get up at five. That doesn't mean I'm at the venue. I typically get up an hour before I have to beat the venue. Yeah, yeah. And everyone on staff likes to be early. So we have to be there at 6.30. We're almost always there by 6.05, 6.10. Right. Because staff is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know. you don't want to be the last one turning up and... <laughs> Right. As soon is as it one, Dave briefing you on the standards and things. No, it's Boz. But oh, once, okay. once um, you know, one car leaves of people, it's like, well, now we all should go. Yeah. So all it takes is one early bird group, which there's plenty of at the games. 
but you know, it's not as if we, Hey, here's the, you know, let's take the workout. Okay. It's not, it's 800 meter row, 66 push press, 132 handstand foot walk. Right. See out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of the workouts this year, especially we start, you know, we got there. Everyone's in Madison by Tuesday. Some people are out there Sunday or Monday. Oof. If they worked a seminar, it was just easier to travel. But but from that moment on, we're learning. And this year was unusual. We got the intel on all events on the first day. And it's usually very much like, here's the broad brush. Here are the 12 events. This is all you need to know right now. So, so Boz briefed us on all 12. And then we started chunking them down. You know, here's where they start. Here's where they finish. Here's the movements we have to be aware of. That's a lot of information to take on on day one. No, no, no. So only the broad brush. Okay. And then it becomes like, let's focus on day one and then a handful of workouts that we need to have a little more awareness to. This year specifically was the dumbbell. Okay. So. For wait For which event? Well, the dumbbell was only used in that one event. It was okay. five rounds for time, 100 double-unders, eight split snatch. I'm sorry, 100 double-unders, 10 split snatch on one side or alternating, yeah. 10 clean and, and split jerks on the other side, and then... It was a pegboard event, right? Oh, and then one pegboard ascent. Yeah. Great. So, I mean, we practiced counting double-unders with fingers for every day leading up to the event. Wow. Because I guess when you haven't been super consistent in judging other people, you're a little out of practice. You need to get your brain and your your kind of accuracy, your eyes, like really reacting and watching and, and being able to, yeah. to notice those little mistakes that are happening. Yeah, and, and you know how it is. There's, you know, 10,000 maybe watching live in the venue and million. I mean, this, this year is... Alone, there was broadcast in, I think he said, 30 languages. Wow. Like, there's a broadcast in Hebrew, Spanish. So, you know, for all those complaining about the media thing that went on this last year, this certainly grew the sport of CrossFit. I mean, we could talk about this the This year or last year? This year. You know, with... What, with what, the, but why were people complaining this year? Because CrossFit, I mean, Roz doesn't get super involved in all this, but I'm... You know, CrossFit took down their social media. CrossFit, you know, stopped doing their live broadcast. They didn't have the open announcements. But Coach Glassman's foresight is always, you know, much bigger than we give him credit for because he's very intelligent, you know, looks looks big picture. And we had all these countries there. You know, we had countries watching from around the world. Yeah, I thought that was cool that the game started with the opening ceremony with with all the athletes coming out onto the field to represent their countries. Yes, the sport of CrossFit grew exponentially this year because of all of that. So, you know, then the other movement we had to really keep an eye on was the um, the dumbbell. So we practiced ourselves doing that movement and judging hundreds of reps. Wow. Empty, not necessarily with a dumbbell. Well, I haven't tried that movement yet. What does it feel like? The it awkward? feels, it's a little awkward, but it's just, you know, we needed to be ready to see, you know, move my right hand and left foot. Make right. sure you're moving the right distance. Make sure you're standing up all the way. I was, I was actually just thinking of that movement yesterday when I was doing these burpee box step overs because I was trying to do the step up to the box with the opposite leg on each side and then step so step from the burpee up to the box and then step from the ground up to the box with the opposite leg. So it was like, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I it's, feel like I would definitely mess up that dumbbell well, movement. <laughs> it's a movement we've never judged, and it's a movement they've never done. They're tired. Yeah. They're out there competing. But so There are a couple no reps, I think. Oh, people. right. But had we not practiced, mm. we wouldn't have saw those no reps. Yeah, and it's funny, it. like, you do sit in the back, and you're like, really? I got to count doubles on Boz's fingers again? <laughs> or I got to do another practice set with Victor again? And then you're out there and you're throwing out no reps and you're like, good thing I did that, you know, because you just see it. Mm-hmm. it. You know, as soon as he did it, I saw it and I'm like, no, you know, I had Will Morad on that event. Yeah. And he was hurt. Oh, yeah. He He's hurt like, his hamstring? Right? He hurt it on the sprint. I actually was in his lane on the sprint and he just pulled up and he's like, yo, I tweaked my hamstring. And I was like, do you need a medic? He's like, no, no, I'm fine. And he walks off the field and then, you know, I see him at that event. I have him in my lane. And he's like, I'm just going to go easy. Like, I can't move up. Because he bowed out of the clean event, didn't he? He didn't even do the clean the first yeah. weight. Yeah. So then, you know, but I'm, I'm judging him. And I'm in my mind. I'm like, this dude's purposely moving slowly. And I don't think anyone realizes how fast he's still moving. Right. You know, he's moving slow with very methodically. But he was still moving fast. It's just because he's out there with the top nine other fittest humans on the planet that he appears to be slow. He still didn't come in last. It was like towards the end. And he's like, yo, I just got to stay ahead of Saxon to me. Cause he was basically saying, I'm not doing much more. Right. So he would finish round four and he looks over and he was ahead of Saxon Panchik, but he has to keep moving. Like the, the rule is you have to keep moving. Okay. So he's like moving a little slowly, but I also know he's hurt. And I was like, he's probably, I said to him, I was like, he's not getting back to this pegboard. Cause he was still down the field. I could see him. Mm. He's like, I'm going to do one more. And then Noah had finished at this point and comes over and Noah's, which I, I like Noah, you know, Noah gets some, I don't know, some shit for being cheesy, I think. But he came over and he yells at Will. He's like, do it for the people. And I was like, that was like, hearing him say that. I was like, that was genuine and cool. So I was, I was nice to hear him say that. And then, yeah. and then Will did the pegboard climb and then time ran out. So, I, well, I have two things I want to say. First of all, I love Noah. <laughs> and he is kind of cheesy, but he's a goofball. He's just like... He's, he's just super young. He's just fun-loving, like... And I truly believe he's just very genuine. Like, that is his personality. Yeah, so... I'm re- I was pretty good friends with his buddy, Dylan Malitsky, who was a long-time M- MC. I actually didn't see him there. I got to reach out to him. But he's cheesy, too. Right. And, like, they grew up, they knew each other. So I think it's just their personality. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I was thinking was, so did Will, he didn't, he came last in that event, I forget. He beat Saxon. Oh, he still beat Saxon. Yeah. But w- did he tell you what was going on with his hamstring? Or? No, he, I mean, I was impressed during the sprint event that not more people hurt their hamstring. Yeah. You know, if I run at 90%, I'd tear both hamstrings. So. <laughs> but then my thinking is also... If he's hurt, I mean, I guess it depends how bad it is. Is Why is he continuing? Like, he's potentially going to make his injury much, much worse. Well, I think when you're at that level of competition, you have some sort of drive that allows you to overcome that. He was favoring it tremendously on every event going forward. And I think he probably, you know, with the cuts that happened this year, felt a little bad in the fact that he took a spot where somebody else could move. So I think there was a little bit of that going on. I'm speaking for him. I don't know. But yeah. I, I saw him talking to Dave quite a few times during and after the events. Yeah. So I don't know if it was Dave telling him, hey, try to keep going. If it was 
you know, Dave giving him, hey, you can do this. You just got to be smart about it. Right. So I, I don't know exactly what happened. All I know is he kept going. He was a really nice guy, and it was plays, it was cool. He plays 10th overall. Yeah, so he's still it's the 10th cool. fittest human being on this planet, despite pulling his hamstring. Speaking of cuts, <clears throat> what did you think, then, of the, of the games, the format this year? Did you... What did you think about it? Enjoy it? I mean... <laughs> Disappointed by it? No, I don't give a shit about the cuts. I know a lot of people <laughs> lost their mind and people listening are upset about it. But I don't look at the games from a spectator perspective. Right. So I think most of the people that were complaining about the cuts were complaining because their favorite was no longer competing. I know. I was so sad when Velner... Right. Velner gets dropped. Fikowski gets dropped. Yeah. You know, I don't know a lot of the athletes who are competing, so I don't really care. So I understand that spectator perspective, but it's, you know, what better result is there that the same people that won last year won this year? Uh, yeah. You can't argue with that. And I can tell you from a from our logistical perspective, what was the most exciting event you watched? <clears throat> most exciting event? Um, I mean... <clears throat> The final was really close with the guys, so that was definitely exciting. Um, I can't remember now. I think most people listening will tell you the clean event. Oh, yeah. I think the clean event was very cool. Okay. so if, See, oh, my God. I loved seeing Fraser and uh, Scott Panchik. Right. So the clean event, I think, nearly unanimously was the most exciting event. Right. Okay. We can't do that with more people. You're done. Like so, right. so that event could not happen with more people. But there's been clean events. There's been clean ladders. There's right. been clean, you know, but not like heaviest clean. Not like heaviest clean, where yeah. the weight just goes up. Everyone's hitting it middle of the arena, all eyes on them. What was cool about that was I know there are some good lifters out there who got cut and so didn't get to do that event. But actually, you saw two of the best really perform in that not just two of the best like some of the other guys were monsters as well but okay i think everybody can understand that first cut from 150 to 75 yeah i mean i'm gonna say this with peace and love there were people out (laughs) there were people out on the competition floor that you would look at and be like you're unsure if they even worked out that's just by comparison to no i mean there were men and women were Plenty. I look significantly fitter, as do you. Plenty of. If you're listening to this, you probably look fitter. Well, no, and that might not be that you are. Like for example, I judged the guy from India. I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. And he did the run and two rope climbs, and then time capped. He couldn't get out of the rope climbs. He couldn't do a legless rope climb. No, he did two of them. He couldn't do his third. Oh, okay. And now, could he have done three if he paced better? Probably. Mm. And could he have done that snatch if he had given, been given the opportunity? Probably. Could he beat me in a lot of workouts? Yes. However, I would have beat him in that specific workout I could have beat him in. Because I would have gotten the third row club. Right. right. I wouldn't have hit the snatch. Maybe I would have. It would have been a very tough snatch for me. But am I claiming I'm fitter than him? No. But the point is, he isn't ready to go to the next round. Right. And many of the... I mean, there was... And I say this again nicely. There's a woman out there that I would be like, I don't know that she can do pull-ups. Because I saw her attempting that legless rope climb and she wasn't moving. Wow. So it just shows, like, I was very surprised by the clear line of fitness 
around the world. And the cool thing is that will change next year. I think so too, because now you're talking about that. It makes me think about some of the the programming that we've really been seeing coming out from CrossFit this year. There's a lot of strict movements, you know, more emphasis on, okay, let's, let's do strict pull-ups for Cindy. Let's do, um, let's work on L-sit hangs and things like that. Really trying to improve, um, overall strict body weight strength versus relying on kipping, which a lot of people try to do before they really can't even do two strict pull-ups, you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's what's impacting these people in India, but I think, <laughs> I think, you know, it's just the sport across what started in the States and it's, you know, seven years ago, there may have been no one in India even doing CrossFit. And now there's a guy that's, you know, very capable. It's cool. And, you know, there was, I'm sure, some surprises. The women were fun. I judged a girl from Belize who was practically naked on the competition floor. Like, oh, really? What was she I mean, I think most of those female athletes look naked. They're, those booty shorts that they wear, those are like on the middle of the, my thigh when I wear them. They're like up their ass when they wear them. The girl that I was judging, it looked like her vagina was trying to eat her shorts. Oh, my God. Like, I know that sounds a little... That, but I was like... I almost was like, I shouldn't be watching this right now. Like, Did you it, see a little bit of nippleage? I never, you know, out? I didn't see, it was close, but I, I didn't see any, I didn't see any nipple come out. <laughs> but um, she was super cool and she was like, she got out of the rope climbs finally. I judged, because I was judging the snatch. So I, I judged her on the snatch and it was a struggle for her. It was probably 90% of her best. So she, you know, she hit maybe four or five. I don't what remember. What was the women's weight? Uh, I think it was 130. And, you know, in between reps, she was screaming at other people. I'll tell you what, it was just really cool to see. It was like being, I've never been at the Olympics, but CrossFit is going to become like the Olympics. You're going to mm-hmm. see countries just represented. It's going to be, you know, my guess would be more and more spots might become open. Every country is going to be represented. And ultimately, like, Look at the top 10. They're the same top 10 from years past. You know, give or take. People that are complaining, sure, if the order of events changed, maybe Vellner's in it longer or maybe Fikowski's in it longer. There's certainly some aspect of the order of these events are done purpose. Like the first two events were beautifully programmed, three different modalities, mm-hmm. right, at, at perfect weights and perfect uh, you know, challenging gymnastic movements mm-hmm. to to make a, a strong cut and get to the best people. Right, because obviously CrossFit did program these workouts with the cuts in mind. Yeah, I mean, rumor is, I don't know this for a fact, rumor is Coach Glassman programmed that first workout. I don't know if that's 100% true, but I, that's what I've heard. It was a great workout. It was a great workout. I really want to try it, but obviously not that way. I'll tell you a funny story about, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story about the second one in a minute, but... You know, and I think the other thing is, you know, you asked me about judging earlier. It's like we were done by five or six every day because we only had one heat. Yeah. Some of those events were, I mean, there was only 20 of us judging on the individual level. In the past, there's been 40. So, you know, we didn't have any downtime. We showed up at the arena and we were on the go from, you know, six to five or whatever time we started till we left. We're in the past. We'd have heats off. We'd walk around. So I didn't get to, you know, check out Vendor Village, the beer garden, see people like I would have liked to. But, man, it, it was nice to have one event and be like, I'm in this event. I judged four heats of Mary. 
if I had to judge, I mean, my eyes were bleeding. You know, it's like how many <laughs> counting all those pull-ups. I mean, and, I judged oh thousands of reps and making and, sure that all those pistols are and meeting standards. And at that point, every rep matters. You know, the, I judged Logan Collins, whose mom actually reached out to me on Instagram. Funny, um, and I judged Logan Collins, and he was in twenty-first place going into the workout. Hmm. He went out there, and it's like every rep matters to this dude. I need to be on. Hmm. You know, and then when I, ju- I judge Brooke Wells, and it's like, if I wasn't on, like, we all, I mean, everybody's, as soon as handstand push-ups comes out, who's everybody talking about Brooke Wells because of her open workout years ago where she had a, a poor midline. Hmm. So I had to be on there is and making the one, sure. Is that the one that, that was uh, on in the open that was televised? Yeah. With Brenda Castor, I think? I believe so, yeah. So, you know, you have to really be on. For, for all of those events. And like I said, other things like the clean, even the, even the um, swim paddle couldn't have happened with more people because mm-hmm. it was a 30-minute event, you know, 20 people going in the water at once, uh, uh, even the ruck, all of those types of things, the more people you try to accommodate, and you're, and you're accommodating them for the sake of accommodating them. Yeah. Like they cannot win. Mm. So get to the top 10. You know, you can make an argument. You keep twenty around for one more event, or you keep fifteen till the last day. That's fine. You know, if you want to think that way, I don't think it's wrong. But at the at the end of the day, the goal of the CrossFit Games is to crown the fittest on earth, and that happened. Right. And I think although you've had your favorites in the past, it's because they've they've had a lot of exposure. They've been able to go to the games and and work out all weekend long. Now this is giving that opportunity to others. So you'll develop new favorites. You'll you'll develop (laughs) new favorites, but also think about the fact that there's 25 sanctionals, I think happening. Right. So in the past, you let's say you love Patrick Vellner. There's more than enough CrossFit to watch these days. (laughs) Right. If you love Patrick Vellner, first of all, go on Wad in the Waves, right? We're going to be on there. Yeah. So he's going to be on it again. I believe he's on it again. Roz and I are on it for when you're eating. Fern and I are on it for best hour. He was just like so. I remember seeing him wandering around the ship. He was just chilled out the whole time, like wearing his sunnies, like just having a good time. Yeah. So go on Watt on the Waves, and we're going to have a code uh, to give you to to sign up once it's announced. I think tickets go on sale August sixteenth. When's it going to be? It's in April. Cool. So the time of year. Yeah, it's a weekend in April. So we'll be giving a nutrition seminar. Fern and I are going to be recording multiple podcasts and doing some masterminds for coaches. But bigger picture is you want to see Pat Vellner compete, you get to see him at probably four or five sanctionals now. Where in years past, you'd see him at regionals, and that's it. Right. So there's more opportunity to see those guys. Now let me tell you the story about the so the event gets announced for the kettlebell push press, and that's one of those standards that we've never judged. Yeah, I remember hearing the commentary. What was it that the the bell has to come below the, the chin or something it had to come, the shoulder? It had to come below the chin, but also inside the face. Right. So the handle, not the entire bell, just right. one piece of the handle. And people were getting no rep when that wasn't happening, I think. Well, that's our job. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, it was definitely happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, I threw out a ton of no reps. But so Who we, did you have on that event? Uh, did you do a couple heats that one? Yeah, I honestly could You couldn't. did men and women? I think we did one of each. I can't, I don't remember who I had. I have to look at the video. Because um, at that point, there's people that, there were still 75 people, I think. Yeah, it was still a lot. 
I don't think I had anyone I didn't know, but I can't remember who I had. So, so what's the story? So, you know, we were like, well, how, we've never seen this standard. We need to judge it. So we go down, we get some kettlebells, and I'm like, all right, so here's the deal. There's 20 judges, level one judges. And Boz, Jason McDonald, uh, kind of the head of us this year. And I'm like the fun judge. <laughs> I like to be the fun guy. Like, keep it lighthearted, but serious when I need to be. You're, you're like Noah. I'm the Noah. Yeah. <laughs> you're the Noah of the judges. And I'm like, guys, I can go unbroken on this. And they were uh, with like. The, with the push press? Yeah. Um, did you? Well, are you going to let me tell this? So, so I, I pick up the bells. First of all, I've not done anything. It's probably like eight in the morning. I've not done anything. Boz, like, here's... You haven't warmed up or anything? Yeah. Right. Here's, here they are. Okay. And, and, and I'm doing it because I truly think I can, but also the judges need to see the movement. Yeah. How many no reps did you get? So I just kept going. I got to... I did... So you had to advance every 22. So I get to 22... I advance it, just with the bells over my head. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really advance. I took like a step forward, we're in a back room. And then I get to 35, and I'm on the struggle bus, like barely locking out. And Boz just goes, I think he's going to make it. Oh and I just started laughing, <laughs> and I was done. It was my excuse to put him down, but I got to 35. Let me tell you something. No athlete got to 35. Everybody broke before but that. But wait, what did they do before that? They only rode 800 meters. Oh, only? It wasn't because they couldn't. Only it rode 800 meters at um, 132 pace or something. First of all, don't try to downplay my fitness. It had nothing to do with <laughs> it had nothing to do with the fact that they did 800 meter row. They were just being smart, smart and breaking yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, they were saving themselves for the hand. Because then they were like, as soon as I put did 35, and I mean I was at failure, and there was plenty of no reps in there, by the way. But that was the point. I did 35 reps. And they were like, kick up to a handstand. I went to kick up to a handstand, and I couldn't do it. Like, And I'm <laughs> very good at handstand walking and handstand push-ups, and it was... Provided your legs are splayed out. Right. It was just very hard. <laughs> if I don't, you had to be in, like, a track, you'd get no <laughs> All right. Are we bashing each other's form? Because we, <laughs> we can start doing that now. Um, but, yeah, it was hard to stay in line. And... It was what I was actually quite impressed with was watching them row, how fast they were rowing, and how easy it looked. So they were pulling at like a one thirty, and it looked like they were pulling a casual two minute pace. Yeah, it's like amazing. My, like my two twenty. <laughs> you saw a big difference there between the men and the women. The men pulled casually, you know, 130. The women were having to work harder, and they were pulling like a 145, 150. Mm-hmm. But that was quite a few no reps went down. And, um, you know, the hand it was tight on the field, but it was a fun workout. So what was your favorite event to judge? Well, probably the clean, because I really didn't do much. You know, I, I will say this year was cool, because we got to basically be on the floor for every heat, and if we weren't on the floor judging, we are on the floor counting. Right. So we're off on the side. So... You know, we were truly, truly dialed in for judging this year. Uh, the clean was fun because I didn't walk. I didn't have to do anything. I literally just had a front row seat to watch the clean, um, and it was exciting. But I think I enjoyed Mary for some reason. Like I enjoyed. I, I think it's a good event. I enjoyed watching that dude Logan like push through that calf cramp, just go hard. You know, it was twenty minutes four times, just flew by. You know, it didn't. I know I, that was crazy. I was like, man, I don't gotta judge, f- because there's only 15 on the floor for that event. 
So not every judge was used for all the heats, but for some reason I just kept getting put out there and they kept flying by. It was just, it was a really impressive display of fitness. You know, I'm having, it was cool because I can do Mary RX like right. those guys. So knowing if I bust my ass, I can get 15, 16 rounds and those guys were getting 21. Wow, babe, that's impressive. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm decent. At, I've, I've said. I take it back. Who cares about your handstand walks? <laughs> you can get 15, 16 rounds on Mary. You're fit as hell, babe. Stop it. So <laughs> Mary, though, will mess me up. Oh, Because I'm you're sure. doing 300 pull-ups. So I was like, wow, these guys are doing you know, 500 pull-ups. And they were fine the next day. I saw Logan the next day. And I was like, how you feeling? He's like, better than yesterday. And, you know, he was fine. Uh, after some recovery. Yeah. He some salt, I'm sure. But that, yeah, no, I, that, I mean, it's amazing. And they were saying that as well in the commentary, how easy they were making that event look, like for them to just be continuously moving and to be moving at that speed. Like I, I did a different version of Mary over the weekend. I had done pull-ups earlier in the week and uh, my shoulders were just bothering me a bit. So I switched switched the movements around and did five pull-ups and 15 handstand push-ups. And I think, what did I tell you I got? Like, into the 10th round? <laughs> Not too uh, promising for a game's appearance anytime soon. But, so, what, um, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about. You told me a little bit about it. What the hell happened... Or what do you think happened with uh, Matt and his little faux pas on the Go Rock event? Because you, you guys knew, like, hours before it got announced that a pack was missing, right? Like, that a weight was missing. Well, yeah. So we had all the rocks laid out. We had, you know, if you look back at the event, the athletes started with a pack with a plate in it that weighed 20 pounds. And every time they'd come back into the field, they had to pick up another 10-pound pack. So by the, by the last round, they're running with 50 pounds. Right. The original 20 plus the 310s. So we were, like, 10 of us were on the field making sure every athlete knew where to go and picked up a pack. And we watched it. And every time, all of the packs were picked up. That means they're all accounted for. Mm -hmm. Then we get back, and the same 10 of us had to go through, as an athlete would finish... They would show us their pack. We were like TSA. We were literally opening their bag and counting for three packs. Right. So Cole Sager came up and was missing a pack. And Austin Stack, one of the judges, caught this, which was hard. Like, it was, it was chaos. Now, and we saw it. Like, the athletes were basically collapsing, throwing their bag down. So bags were getting mixed up. Yeah. So Cole was like, that wasn't my bag. I just picked one up. Right. And, and we believed him. And, and in fairness, I actually remember seeing Cole come in and mm -hmm. picking up bags. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't think it was his fault. However, we knew that one pack was missing. So all of a sudden, everything's getting delayed because cuts are going to get made. And, you know, we don't know. And then eventually this video appears. And I don't know who posted it. I know Dave Castro had reshared it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. You know, when Boz or Dave or Jason McDonald got the intel on that, we found out later. It was really, we did our job judging. We caught what happened. That's yeah. all we need to be aware of. So did you guys, you <clears throat> alerted them to the fact that 
a weight was missing somewhere? Yeah, we alerted it. Like, Cole had to be held back. Right, okay. You know, and then we eventually, you know, he got let go. We had his bag. but And I think, for the most part, everyone believed him. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a videotape. Like, you could probably watch. I'm sure they watched to see Cole come in. Yes. You know, so I, and then eventually that, that Frazier video gets posted. But that just shows, like... That might have gotten missed if you guys weren't doing your job, like, counting all those packs. Right. Had we not counted the packs, well, it's good that we did a good job because if that, that video would have gotten posted anyway, right? Right. So, so then, then we oh, would have been wow. like, who, who the fuck missed that? Yeah. They would be like, guys, you, when you counted. And it would have been like, who counted Frazier's pack? Right. And I don't, I don't think I did. Somebody did. So they would have blamed that guy. Right. But really, Frazier picked up another pack. Now, so here's where the, you know, the my opinion is this. I don't truly believe he knew a pack flew out, flew out of his bag. Right. That's just my opinion. I've not spoken to him. I don't know. I think everyone, it's easy to judge. The dude just ran f- four miles with escalating weight in the heat. So, and the, and the truth is, th- does the difference between 50 and 40 pounds feel that different? It was a 10-pound It was weight. a 10-pound bag. It was right. like a very, it's like the size of this computer, but sandbag. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's like, did he feel that difference? And I gotta say, a, I don't have enough experience to know what that feels like. Yeah, like you could, sure, the average person, can we tell forty pounds is lighter than fifty? Yeah, but there's a difference when it's sitting on your back and you've just ran with it. Mm-hmm. And you know, a, he's at the very end of the race. He's pushing it. I, in my opinion, you felt something, and you're like, what was that? And you're in the heat of the moment, and you keep sprinting. Now, did he, now the question is, did he at some point realize his pack was light after he finished and purposely grab a different pack? I kind of doubt it. I feel like it's like you say, like there were just bags everywhere. He, like everyone was collapsing at the finish line. He just got up and picked up a bag. I don't think he was... The, the guy's been around long enough to know there's eyes on him yeah. the entire time. Yeah. I agree. Did he see... And, you know, here's the truth, too. Say he saw the pack fall out. Mm-hmm. Does he quickly decide it's worth a penalty? Does he quickly decide, True hey, that. there was no rule saying if your bag falls out? Yeah. Does he quickly decide, like, I am trying to cheat? You know, it's like in the heat of the moment, you can't blame him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think it was malicious. What did he get? I think he. Be, I believe penalty. he got a sixty-second penalty. Yeah. Which, on one hand, I think is harsh, and on you know, some people were saying it was. You know, Boz. You know, he, I don't want to say what Boz said. But, you know, some people thought, you know, I heard online, oh, maybe that was not stiff enough. But that's assuming he cheated. And you also have to take into account where he was in the course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like right before the finish. I don't think those 10 pounds added 60 seconds to his run personally. And whatever that dropped, I didn't analyze the placings. But that might have, I think it was, I think based on where it was in the event, it was stiff. Penalty. Right, because he was what twenty seconds from the finish line or something. He had two hundred meters to go. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know, and again, I think really what you'd have to analyze is who was around him, how many people would have actually passed him, right? Which is hard to do, but the point is, it was handled, and you know, the I think it, I think it was fine. I don't think anyone could have foreshadowed that a bag would accidentally fly out of your 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 ruck, you know, and I don't. And no one, and especially Matt in that situation, didn't purposely cheat. Mm-hmm. So the penalty was what it was, and 
ultimately it made for a more exciting, you know, competition because now he wasn't winning. Right. For sure. That definitely, I mean, it really did change my experience and, you know, I was excited to watch the men, whereas usually I'm just like, ugh, Matt's in the lead, who cares? Yeah, the men were more exciting than the women because Tia ran away with it. I know, she did this year. She did great. So what um, what was your highlight of the games this year? Ooh. Was it going to short stacks on... Uh, <laughs> on Monday? On Monday without a hangover, unlike your... You know, games? I was telling you this right before we got on. I think judging the games is great. But you also, you're out there judging, being scrutinized. It's fun getting tagged. Like your, 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 your family, your friends at the box, like they tag you. They're not going to tell you you did a shitty job. Did I do a good job of that? I tried to tag you. You tried to tag me, but you know, it's nice seeing the funny ones and me and Fern together. Did you get some funny memes? Oh, I didn't tell you. I, I got some funny memes, yeah. The woman that took that picture of me and Fern on the clean, and you said, who is that? Do you know her? When I was sitting there, my eyes were wide open and... Oh, okay. And no one, Saxon was sliding in. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, I saw her at short stack. Oh, did you really? She was like, you're the judge that was in that picture. Everybody was tagging you. Because Fern was, like, looking grumpy. And I was like. <laughs> and she, your your eyes were, like, popping out your head. She was like, that was such a great picture, but I didn't You were like, mm, this is mildly impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was funny because I didn't know who she was and um, all the dogs also. And then, you know. She saw me and, and oh, I that's met her funny. there. That was that was impressive. I was like, I turned to her and I was like, the fact that they both had the wherewithal to slide in like that was crazy. I know, and it was nuts. Like to see that Noah just came like inched in. I thought Saxon was going to be him. I did too, for sure. Because he was doing... Squat cleans. Saxon was squat cleaning. Noah was power cleaning. It blows my... Saxon and Scott are phenomenal at cleaning. Like, their squat form is amazing. It it really shows there's a lot of genetics involved in this sport. Oh, yeah. For sure. I would say my highlight is not fucking up. I was telling you earlier, like... So what I was trying to say is... There's nothing to be gained by being... You cannot be an outstanding judge. Right. You can do your job, but you can fuck up. So, you know, what is somebody going to do? Wow, you judged that so well. You did all... Like, that's what I'm supposed to do. But you can you can mess up, be... A, you know, all the stuff we do, like when you say, why do you get there so early? It seems like it's useless and a waste of time. But it's what does prepare us to do well while we're out there. Right. And I think, yeah, okay, to a certain extent, you're just doing your jobs. But you can be outstanding in in other ways, like being early versus just on time. Like, just having... But you know what? Everyone on the Level 1 seminar staff... Is like that. Is like that. That's good. So you're not going to stand out from a, st- a standout group of people. But, you know, every year... <laughs> Every year. The bar's too high. <laughs> you know, ultimately there are mistakes that, you know, there's a mistake that happened. It wasn't one of us this year. Um, on the, you know, things happen. And in the past, people on staff have messed up. Like mm-hmm. things happen. We've talked about when I was on the Crossroad podcast, you know, they asked me about it. Um, so the fact that we, what I hear, what I hear from the higher ups on these events is I didn't hear anything about you this year. You did a good job. Yeah. You know, good. So being able to be, the comic relief of the judging crew, but also 
being allowed to be that person by Boz shows me that Boz knows I've got my shit together when the time is right. Yeah, you know, you know where the line is and you don't cross it. Exactly. So I, I like knowing that Boz knows I'm a fun guy, but at the end of it, he trusts me or else I wouldn't be invited back. Right. And I think part of the reason I do get invited back is because <laughs> he needs some of that. I'm willing to, you know, be the guy that tries to do the push press. Boz gave me some licorice. Uh, Why do you give me licorice? Because it's like his joke. Of, he, Boz loves, so I, we call, what we call black licorice. Yeah. Boz is like, that's licorice. Yes. Right. Correct. It's disgusting. No, it's not. So anyway, Boz gave me one the other day, and I like nearly vomited. Are you kidding me? So yeah, because you guys in, over here, you're li- when you say licorice, you're talking about the red stuff, right? right but licorice that's is, like strawberry flavored right. or something. It's not licorice. So licorice is aniseed flavor. Yeah, and Boz was like, "There's basically a zero to a hundred scale of how strong it is," and the one he gave me was like the top. Oh, really? So I told him we were talking about Hot Ones, the show I love on YouTube. And I was like... <laughs> we could do that. I was like, we should do that for licorice, and he's all in. And anyway, uh, but like that, or just, you know... We should send him some uh, Bassett licorice all sorts. Where's Boz from? He's from Oakland. Like, yeah, I was about to say, isn't he from out west? Yeah, he was on the podcast. You don't listen. I, I do listen, but um, I was just in my head then thinking, is he... Got some connection with the UK. I don't understand the liquor. Well, Boz has traveled the world being a part of the staff for 10 years, but I think he's just a unique dude that... So he he loves licorice. Oh, he snacks on it. <laughs> Every year. I mean, I <laughs> actually... Snack? I initiate. I was like, hey, Boz, you haven't been eating licorice. He's like, you want one? I was like, no. He's like, try it. And I, I didn't even eat. I put it in my mouth and threw it right out. It was that bad. <laughs> it was that disgusting. <laughs> it must have been like pure aniseed but so do you like or dislike sambuca no i don't like that you don't like sambuca i had because maybe part of it is when i was in you know i worked at a a restaurant when i was a kid and they would give us shots of like that and it was gross so i probably have some sort of aversion to it but i just don't like that taste so you come back from a week away you're tired, obviously. I feel, you know what? I will say, I've this year feel the least rundown. Yeah, I was gonna say normally you're a mess when you come back from the games. Like this year, I, I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna stay home and give you your space because you're not much fun to be around. And don't get me wrong, like I get it. There's a ton of pressure and a lot of demands on you, but yeah, you seem relatively like. Chilled out and they were recovered. They were long days, but you were done. You know, like I said, we were out of the venue by, we probably left no later than six any day. You know, we'd finish the last event, have a quick debrief, mm-hmm. got back to the hotel, able to get in a workout. I primarily just ate at Whole Foods and ate in my room. So, so did you manage to get a workout in most days? I worked out every day except for Monday, yesterday, and that was more so just because I needed a, a, you know, I got you there Tuesday. Recovery. And I, I did, you know, when I say I worked out, I did something Tuesday. I mean, I can probably recap what I did. But Tuesday through Sunday, I did something. Mm-hmm. And I took yesterday off just because I wanted to give my body a day to recover and I'll get back into the box today, uh, Tuesday. Well, you did 35 kettlebell push press one day. <laughs> that was, you know, it was cool. It was like I did lots of little things like that. I did some push-ups midday. But, you know, every day I got back to the hotel and one day I did – 
dumbbell DT with Fern. One day, Alec and I did like, you know, dumbbell bench and some strict pull-ups. One day... Um, Didn't you do some kind of hinge programming too? Yeah, we did like some aerobic capacity type stuff with, with uh, a plate press. I did... I think sometimes people lose their minds, don't they, when they can't get to a CrossFit gym. They're like, oh, I can't do CrossFit. I can't get a workout. Just, it's like, you can train just as well in a little hotel gym. You don't need to be busting out Fran just to feel like you got a workout. You know? Yeah, I mean, one day we did... Pablo, Todd, and I did a full... We, we went and used the athlete warm-up. I think I posted a picture on Instagram of the workout. And, it, you know, we did some squat cleans. We did some GHD. So, you know, we did one day of that, and then the rest was just all hotel workouts. And I could have, guys were sticking around, and we were allowed to use the athlete warm-up area this That's year. Cool. But for me, it was like, I'd rather, like you just said, I don't need to go crazy. We're we're busy. We're, we're getting tons of time on our feet all day. Yeah. I did something in the hotel. I stretched every night for 20 to 30 minutes in the room, you know, doing like my little Ramwad-type routine while listening to like Howard Stern to chill out. And for me, it was more important to, and it, and it goes back to my four pillars of health, right? Sleep, stress, fitness, and nutrition. If you put such an emphasis on the fitness portion, but then blow the nutrition and sleep, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So to me, it was like I moved every day and I put that emphasis in those scenarios when you're under high stress and busy, I think getting your adequate sleep and eating right is more of a priority. Mm. So you know, I was in bed by 10 or 11. I didn't always get eight hours because we were up so early, but I never felt like I was rushing to get back to bed. Mm. You know, I was able to chill out, watch a movie or watch something on Netflix and then, you know, fall asleep and, and get going again. So yeah, I got something every day, ate right. You know, I got, it's funny because, you know, with on your eating, everybody's like, Jay, you eat so shitty. You eat this. And I eat, very well, you know, and when I say well, I eat very nutritiously, very clean. Every day on, when we were there, I got over 800 grams of fruits and vegetables because I would go to Whole Foods and whatever they would serve. I mean, they always had bananas and clementines and apples. And, you know, I was telling you, the staff's grabbing handfuls of peanut M&Ms and runs. Oh, this is in the, in the judges area? Yeah, and it's like they're eating junk just because they're bored and tired and mm -hmm. I'm eating good quality food. And it's easier to make those smarter choices when you're not exhausted. Like I know when I'm run down and tired and haven't been, you know, trying to focus or manage my stress or get good quality sleep, the first thing I want to do is shove some junk in my face. Like you, your body wants sugar. You like, you feel like you need oh, that yeah. pick me up. For and me, then you feel, just feel worse. For me, I would, I've, on the road like that, I fast, I skip breakfast because A, I'm usually not hungry and I'm usually tired. So I realize I'm not hungry. I'm tired. And if I have a cup of coffee, I'll I'm not, fine. I'll be fine. And I also limit my caffeine. So I had my coach's mug with me, mm -hmm. you know, my North Naples CrossFit mug. And I'm, at, I'm very much a rule setting, you know, how I am. So I made, I said, okay, you could have two of these a day. That's it. Cause if I allowed myself more, I would just go nonstop coffee. But I think that's, I think that's such a smart um, premise to kind of build your structure or routine on when you're in an environment where you have very little control over your routine. And that's one of the things that I know our clients struggle with a lot is when they're outside of their routine, they're traveling or they're moving house or something's going on and they lose that structure. It's like, okay, well, how can I implement some structure? Well, you can make these little daily promises with yourself 
and and hold yourself accountable to them and don't lose your mind and be like oh I'm going to do this for 30 days or whatever it might be but like I think that's super smart okay probably tiredness is going to get the better of me um I'm not super hungry in the morning so let's just make it that I'm going to fast every day and I and you can use like a fasting app to make sure that you're yeah I wasn't even trying to hit a certain amount of time it was just when I truly felt hungry or I knew that if I didn't eat at that moment I'd have to judge a lot and I didn't want to go out on the floor hungry you know so usually around lunch I would and you know I'm not eating meat right now so and there wasn't any fish options so it quickly became what veggies can I get and I would eat a ton of veggies I would bring some, I bought some like salmon jerky at Whole Foods and I'd bring some of that or make a shake. But, you know, some rules that I did set were limiting coffee, making certain that when I got back to the hotel, I didn't change. I I put my stuff down. I went right to the gym. Mm -hmm. You know, every day I worked out on my judge's shirt for that reason. And I was going to say, even just going back to the room, I would find that hard. No, because I would just put my stuff down. You know, I would grab like, uh, you know, maybe I would have a quick bite of fruit or something depending on how long it had been and then and then also making sure I stretched you know you're done working out you kind of just want to shower and go to lay in bed yeah but I was like I will feel better if I stretch and mm-hmm. it's like anything once you start you feel good yeah and I, you know for me you know how I have my routine at home like I listen to Howard Stern when I stretch and chill out it's just like my chill time and I did the same so it kind of like kept me in my normal routine and and then I would always, whatever time we had to be in the lobby, I woke up one hour earlier. So that means I had time to wake up, you know, drink some water in the room. You know, I spent a lot of time on the toilet. And then also get back to a couple things on my computer, like work-wise. So I never felt like I was behind. I feel like, okay, I can, I got most of it done. Now I can do the rest when I get back. Right. So you could go into your day with a clear head and focused on what you really needed to do. Right. Rather than feeling like I'm chasing after it, I felt like I was ahead of it. Right. And getting an early start on your water is probably good because I'm sure you had to monitor your intake for some of those heats where you're out on the, uh, out on the, uh, like in North Park all day or whatever. Yeah. Those, you know, when, once we got to the center, the, the inside the main arena, mm-hmm. You know, we're never too far from a bathroom in between heats. Right. But that one event that was brutal was, was the, not the first that event. first event. Oh, it was. Because we all had to judge every heat. And I think, I think there were three heats. No, no, yeah, there were three heats of men and women, 20-minute cap, turnover time. And, and it, you were out there the it, whole time? It was briefed as there's going to be a break between the females and I forget who went first. And there was a break, but we were stuck on the field. Wow. I thought I was going to pee on the field. <laughs> that was the worst it was. Luckily, it was early enough in the day that I wasn't that bad, but it was bad. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the more you, when you had the chance to think about it, once the event started. That's like a, that's like a version of hot ones in yeah. itself. Like, I can't function or do anything else right now was, because I have to be so bad. Once the event started, you're in it. And you're more preoccupied with how painful it is to be kneeling on that turf the entire time. But um, that was probably the worst it was. Cool. So last few questions, and then we'll tie a bow on this whole CrossFit Games recap. Any disappointments from the week? doesn't have to be with 
in the games, like, could be anything. Disappointed your lovely wife wasn't there with you. <laughs> no. no. Um, I, you know, the only disappointment I, I do have in times is, going back to what we were just talking about, I feel sometimes I'm so regimented that I don't allow a little bit of insanity. Yeah. But I also... It's a, it's a struggle. So it's a constant struggle for me to like know that I place a very high value on eating right, sleep, and training, but also wanting to just let loose. Like you know, there are plenty of people out there on the judges' crew that are very fit, healthy individuals that eat whatever they want this week. They don't train, and I can't do that because I would feel so bad. Well, I mean, take away the fact that you would feel bad if you think about it now in retrospect even and maybe you can next time you go away you can rationalize it in this way but what will you gain from doing that like will you truly have fun doing that or is i it wouldn't just, no because i would be thinking about the fact that i'm not and like we said earlier i went to the party i had two drinks i didn't say you know but so- you have your fun in other ways is, is the point i'm getting to as well like you don't need to Stuff your face with handfuls of M&Ms to enjoy yourself. Like, you're like, boss, give me those kettlebells. I'm going to do 66 unbroken reps right now. Like, you find other ways to have fun that are healthy. Yeah, I think sometimes you go away, you come back, and you're like, man, I should have gone to short stack a second time. Or I should have just gotten cheese curds. You know, they were going out to dinner every night, and I went to Whole Foods and had groceries in my room every night. I was eating, you know... Greek yogurt and smoked salmon in my room. Thank um, God you weren't eating cheese curds. No, you so come back with your stomach all messed well, up. Well, no, and, and and I agree. Like, think about like I came back, my stomach feels fine. I feel fine. This is like the healthiest I've been in years, you know, in in my life because of that. So it's important to me. But I think finding that balance of okay, I did go out to the party. I saw the crew the next day. They were hurting. Yesterday, I mean, they were still I think, drinking. I was about to say, I don't think they were hurting too much because it sounds like there was the party was still gone. They're they're going to be hurting today. Yeah, they were at short stack ordering shots. Oh so I was like, man, I don't want to be a part of that. Like I'll hang out with them, but um, so yeah, no, I, I guess in retrospect, it's not a regret. It's just um, you know, I'm, I'm just a reflection, a reflection on it. So I, yeah. I'm I'm glad that things went the way they did, you know, I've got a few days and then I head back out to a seminar this weekend. So I like feeling good about myself and knowing that I'm home and other than needing to unpack and a little bit, I'm ready to go about the week. Cool. Any, uh, favorite athletes from the weekend that you met maybe for the first time or Uh, anyone who stands out? No, I like that dude, Logan. Like I said, I think we're going to try to get him on the podcast. Oh, cool. I said, like I said, his mom reached out to me. That's sweet. And why uh, did she reach out to she, you? I think she thought I was the one taking the pictures of him and me, and not realizing I was the oh, actual judge. Oh, because you were posting them. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, where's he based out of? I don't know. He owns a box. I looked quickly. Oh, okay. Um, I liked him. No, I I I enjoyed. The, you know the the girl I judged. She was basically naked. I really liked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I just enjoyed seeing all the the countries and seeing, you know, the pride that all those people had out there. Yeah. That, that was cool. I think I, I think it was cool just to see, you know, these athletes are basically looked upon as like these 
gods to this huge community, but they're just normal people that are very good at exercising and they're, they're, they're just happy to be there as well. Normal people with a phenomenal dedication to their sport. I think it's, it's impressive. And it's cool that you got to be a, a part of a momentous occasion. I agree. We're always, everyone back, back there, you know, we get paid to judge, but we would most likely do it for free. You know, we could have easily worked a seminar last we'll weekend. We'll cut that bit out. <laughs> no, they know that. They know that. We're not going to pay it that well. Um, you know, but we could have easily worked a seminar this weekend and probably made more money right. in less time. But it's it's nice to be a part of, you know, you see all the volunteers like Lewis and Noah and all these other volunteers that I see year after year. And, like, they come back. They use their vacation time. You know, they pay for flights. They pay for hotels. They get a little sleep. And they are just happy to be a part of it. It's it's yeah, that it's cool. They're pretty awesome, those guys. Yeah. So tell us as we finish up here, what do you have coming up? You and Fern and seminars in general. You have anything on the agenda for the next couple of months? Yeah, we got quite a bit. So obviously working seminars for CrossFit. Yeah. Got two where, where are your next ones? I've got Tampa, actually, back-to-back weekends. So I have a level two this weekend with Jenny, and then we have a level one the following week in Largo. I think it's at CrossFit West Chase. You know, own your eating, obviously. We're always taking on new people. We've got a certificate course. we got some, you know, we're in discussions with some things going on right now for own your eating. And then for best hour of their day, um, you know, we have our mentor group, which is phenomenal. It, I'll tell you what was really cool, too, is, bumping into people that listen to the podcast and people that are in our mentor group. This guy, Chris, came up to me. I saw him when I was at the water on Sunday. And he's like, you know, you, you and Fern have really started a movement. It's really cool. You know, people from our group were getting together out there. That's cool. So it's really cool to see that. And we're Who, just... Who's in your mentor group? It's coaches and gym owners mainly? Yeah, so the... <laughs> I love how you know nothing about, we live together, we're married. Um, we don't talk business all the time. It's though. been better, right? So <laughs> I've got my kind of business, you got yours. Yeah. But um, yeah, we have a lot of coaches just looking to develop as coaches, whether you're preparing for your level two, your level three, ultimately your level four. We've got quite a few people trying to get on seminar staff. We've got box owners that we're helping. So we've got a lot going on there. Um, we have, you know, Fern and I run it, but we have a couple seminar staff coaches in the group as well, helping us keep an eye on it. Cool. And, you know, we're constantly giving, it's, it's nonstop. We post questions every day to challenge them. We, we have weekly calls, multiple weekly calls and, uh, and, and a lot more coming. Fern and I are hitting the road in November. We're going to do a box tour and we're going to drop into some boxes and, and hit some workouts and post uh, some videos the, about it. Where in the on the East Coast, right? We're going to be primarily in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, so, so around that sort of area. Yeah. So, so if you're from Raleigh or know a box in Raleigh, please reach out to me directly. Um, hit us up on the best hour of their day social media or best hour of their day at gmail.com and let us know so we can make that happen. Uh, you know, we have a couple set already, but we're probably going to stop at about ten, so we probably have room for about four more. Four more boxes. And then for the mentorship program, is that on your website? Yeah, you can check it out on besthouroftheirday.com. There's a drop-down for either coaches or affiliate owners, depending on which one you want. And, of course, email me if you have questions or message us on Best Hour of Their Day. We have you know, a ton of great podcasts coming. We have Rory McKernan coming this week, oh, as nice. well as, obviously, if you're listening to this one. And then a few other really amazing episodes. We've been lucky to get some 
truly incredible guests, and we've got some more coming your way. You know, I was thinking after the game's wrap-up, and I had the, the rogue music constantly going on in my head for days afterwards, um, and the, the commentators, you would that could be a great future endeavor for you as well if all this other business fails. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You, you could take over uh, a new media project. Yes, if my you and Fern commentating on the games, I think people would tune in. You know what? Maybe next year we will have our own commentator yeah, feed. Well, there we go. So yes, if everything else fails in my life, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not if everything else fails. Maybe just an extra added bonus. Yes, I need more. I need more work. So all right. If anybody else is hiring and you needed <laughs> some custodial services, let me know. I'll come over and clean. All right, I'll let you get to your breakfast. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>